And there you have it. The head coach of the SEC champions, Steve Spurrier. He did it on the field last year with the best record in the league. He's done it for the record books in 1991. Clay Everett is out there and... Oh, he got it! And oh! Florida fans from now on will remember the 1991 team. The Lord has smiled on us all season, and that last drive, he smiled on us again. Hey Gator fans, welcome to another edition of Celebrating 91. Hayes Carlion with you as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Florida's 1991 SEC Championship, the first official title in school history. Brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell. Call them at 251-1111. Hopefully you won't need them. But if you do, Holt and Julie Harrell are phenomenal people. I went to high school with them. I've known them for 25 years. Uh, you could not be in better hands. So hopefully you won't need them. But if you or a loved one has been hurt, uh, give them a call at 251 251- one 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 one. They're going to take good care of you. All right. Well, we've reached the game that I think everybody had circled on the schedule, the Northern Illinois game. And uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, uh, obviously, but we do have a, a fascinating interview for you. Uh, Florida center Cal Dixon is going to join us in all American, really the heart of that offensive line, which was senior laden, such an important part of the 1991 championship team. And, uh, He's got a lot of great stories for you. I think you're going to really enjoy his insight. But uh, just quickly to go over where Florida is in the season. So they beat Northern Illinois 41-10. to uh, Florida is uh, – it was kind of an odd game. They were one of 10 on third down. So you would think that, okay, they, they must have been somewhat bogged down. But they didn't get to third down all that often because they had uh, 604 yards of offense. It was the third best total at the time in school history. They threw for a school record 471 yards uh, that game to move to 6-1 and one on the season. This was homecoming. It was the 68th homecoming uh, in the program. Uh, and three quarterbacks all played and, and completed passes. Shane threw for 336 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Terry Dean came in, threw for 103 yards, and then Brian Fox came in and threw for 32 yards. So you know Spurrier, he's going to, you know, it, it, you might be the third string quarterback, but they're still going to run the offense. So Brian Fox got in there and got to uh, complete a couple to get get the 32 yards uh, through the air. Willie Jackson was a uh, standout at receiver, six catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, fun game uh, for the offense. And uh, again, looking forward to, uh, to hearing from Cal Dixon. Eric Rett ran for two touchdowns. Jacksonville native Willie McClendon had a two-yard touchdown run uh, to put the Gators up 14-0. They would go into half up 28-0 in what basically was a laugher in the swamp as Florida handles overmatched Northern Illinois. But uh, but I want you to hear from Cal Dixon. We're not going to talk about Northern Illinois with Cal Dixon. That would be an insult to Cal Dixon. So this interview focuses more on uh, the general season and just the general evolution of the Florida offense in the second year under Steve Spurrier. So here is Cal Dixon. We're pleased to be joined with uh, Florida All-American center Cal Dixon, such a big part of that 1991 SEC championship team as we celebrate the 30th anniversary. Cal, first off, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Hayes. Glad uh, you had me on. 
Yeah, it's it's great. I can tell you, I was 15 years old uh, during that season and loved it. Was in the swamp every Saturday uh, and just I uh, want to thank you for your contributions to one of my favorite teams of all time. Oh, <laughs> it was my pleasure. I'll tell you what, that was uh, still, you know, 30 years after the fact, still some of my fondest memories of my football career. You know, I, you know, I look back on that season as probably – you know the the greatest thing that I was a part of, even you know, even taking into account my years in the NFL. What what stands out to you the most, Cal, about about that season? What's the the memories that you treasure the most when you think back? Just, I mean, for me, the fact that there was so many of my my freshman brothers were contributors on that team. You know, we so many of us were part of the the '87 class that came in. You know, with Emmett and Brad Culpepper and, you know, those guys, you know, so it was a, a pretty heralded class. And, you know, you, you know, our first couple of years, you know, we were obviously young and, you know, getting some play in time, but not really being like big factors. But, you know, the team was still like a six and five football team those first couple of years we were there. And, you know, obviously when Coach Spurrier came in, you know, it, it made a big difference, you know, brought in that dynamic offense. And, you know, we kind of turned the, the corner as a as a team, and you know, at that 90 season. And then, you know, 91, the guys that were left, you know, that, that were, you know, redshirt seniors that year as our fifth year, you know, that was – finally the culmination of five years of being in this program that we finally got a ton of success and had a wonderful year and you know it couldn't have ended our our college experience up any better yeah absolutely what what kind of pressure was there did you guys feel on you know this is a school a program that had won the sec title in 84 thought they were going to thought it was legit and then it was taken away later obviously they went in again in 85 but they know they can't keep it and then in 90 uh win it in spurrier's first year and then can't keep it what what was the pressure but also the motivation going into the 91 year to make that the year that florida was going to win its first official southeastern conference title you know, after 90, I mean, 90 was such a huge confidence boost for us. And, you know, we really bought into what Coach Furrier brought to the table. And, you know, we got some success and, you know, beating Alabama that 90 year up in, uh, up in Tuscaloosa was kind of a huge turning point for us. I think our mindset changed that, like, you know, now we can – be confident that we can compete with the, the upper echelon of the SEC. We're, you know, we're not going to be a middle-of-the-pack team anymore. And, you know, going into that 91 year, we felt like we had so many returning players on both sides of the ball. You know, again, so many seniors represented there that we felt like, you know, this was going to be the year to, to finally get it done officially. And... Yeah, I wouldn't say that there was pressure, but I, I feel like we were we were pretty confident that that we could make it make it happen. What was the chemistry like with with you guys along the offensive line? Because you guys were pretty experienced, senior laden. To your point about a lot of the guys being in that '87 class, what, where had you guys right. evolved as a starting unit uh, going into that year along the offensive line? Oh man, those I mean those. There was four of us that were seniors on there. So myself, Mark White, uh, Hisham Ishmael, and Tony Ralph. 
And Mark and I were roommates since our freshman year at Florida. And Tony and Hesham were roommates since their freshman year. So, I mean, there couldn't have been four guys that were closer together as far as a unit. And then, uh, yeah, we lost, you know, Chris Bromley the year before he graduated. So we had Jim Watson step in. And he was a, a sophomore that year in 91. So it four seniors and then a, and then a, and a tough, hard-nosed sophomore joined the unit. But, I mean, we, you know, let's talk about the four seniors again. We did everything together. I mean, everything when we were, you know, off the field, you know, going out to dinner, whatever we did was as a group of those four guys. And we still get together all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to go offshore fishing with Tony Rao tomorrow. I mean, so 30 years later, we're still the best of friends and constantly talk to each other. So, I mean, that unit, I mean, we, we knew what each other were thinking on the field without even having to say a word. We could just, you know, kind of wink and a nod to each other without saying a word, knew what we were going to do. I think that's so cool that you guys are still so close uh, 30 years later. I, 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 as a fan, right. I, I think that is gonna, that, that's going to be a lot of fun for people to hear that, that there's still such a, a tight-knit bond among that team because it, it showed in how you guys played. Right, yeah. One other uh, cool thing I want to say that, that people will probably enjoy too is uh, my stepson and Mark White's daughter have been dating for probably, I'm thinking, five years now. Oh, wow, that's and, awesome. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that they're going to get married, but uh, more than likely they could get married Yeah. down the road. Who's to say? Not putting pressure on anybody, but, right. you know, that, that would be a crazy thing if that happened. But yeah. with, they met when we were on vacation together, you know, about five years ago. Wow. So. <laughs> That that is shows you again the, the bond of the group. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 phenomenal. And we saw there's so many pieces of the evolution of this offense. I want to talk to you about. And and let's just start with uh with with Coach Spurrier. How did you see him change it all from that '90 team where he was starting to learn sort of what he had to '91 where he knew what he had? And uh, what what was that like for you guys going into the second year under his system? And uh, just, I mean, the development of Shane Matthews from, you know, 90 to 91, being, you know, an unknown guy in, you know, in 90, guy that, that that first spring was, you know, buried down on the depth chart the, to emerge as the starter, you know, being unknown uh, in 90 to uh, a proven star at quarterback for 91 was huge. And just, I mean, phenomenal group of um, wide receivers, that unit. I mean, there were so many, so many options for Shane there. And then uh, the development of Eric Redd at running back. You can't, can't discount that as well. You know, the fact that, that Emmett left before, you know, you know, came out a year early and, and missed that first year of Spurrier. Uh, you know, that's a, a huge, what could have been, you know, who would have known, you know, what we would have done in 90 with Emmett Smith, the running back in Spurrier's offense. But, but, you know, the development of Eric Rett over that time was a huge part of, uh, you know, the success that we had in 91. How much fun was he to block for Eric Rett? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> he, he's like one of those guys that, uh, 
you know, he was a, a lineman at heart, you know, big, <laughs> tough guy, you know, hard-headed, hard-nosed, you know, did everything full speed. So, and uh, it was hilarious to boot, you know, always, always kept us in stitches on the field. So, I mean, you can't help but love a guy like that. When you love a guy like that, you do everything you can to, to, to make him successful and the team successful. The, the sport has changed so much and the level of contact has been so greatly reduced over the, the 30 years uh, since the 91 SEC title team. Um, did you guys get a chance to go against Culpepper and McCoy a lot? Was there a lot of good versus good back then? And, and how, how good were those two? Because I look at, you know, you look down the lines, the stat lines of the 91 games, and it's like Culpepper and McCoy almost every game. It's like nine tackles, 11 tackles, five behind the line two sacks i mean just unbelievable yeah. numbers for for defensive linemen yeah no those guys were phenomenal and uh you know that was you know i guess it's kind of a cliche but iron sharpens iron but that's really what it was and and we did used to battle in practice and you know again those both brad and tony were 87 guys too so i mean we've been going at it since our freshman year and uh, you know they made us better as an offensive line, and, and I'm sure we made them better as defensive line. And and another thing for the 91 year, you can't discount the development of a couple of young guys that ended up being stars, and that's Kevin Carter and Ellis Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so those those guys were, were just young bucks on that team, but definitely were uh, were contributors. What was the relationship that you had with Shane Matthews, that center quarterback uh, relationship we know is, is so vital in, in, in football to be successful on offense? What was sort of the relationship that you and, and Shane had? It, it, it was a, a great relationship. I mean, Shane's just a, a wonderful down-to-earth guy. You know, they got that, that southern drawl and, you know, was a, was a great leader in the huddle. But, um, you know, we could definitely – bounce things off of each other between center and quarterback as far as, you know, reading defenses and picking up blitzes and everything. And, you know, we had a great communication, you know, back and forth between the two of us. And, uh, you know, again, that's one of those relationships that still continues on to this day. Yeah, that's fantastic. What, what was it like walking off the field? You beat Kentucky and you know it's official, 7-0 and in SEC play, a title that they'll never be able to take away from you. Uh, what what was that moment like in in the swamp? It was it was surreal. You know, even to this day, I try to you know think back what it was like. You know, on the field, and I just remember just you know the crowd, everybody staying in their seats, and everybody cheering, and you know everybody staying out on the field, and you know having little speeches out on the field. But it it was such a, I mean, it was surreal. It was like a whirlwind out there. You know, a lot of things I, I can't even remember, and I see pictures, and I say, oh, yeah, now, now I kind of remember that. You know, talking about, so, you know, for example, some of the guys riding around, that there's that Gator football helmet golf cart. <laughs> guys piled on that thing and riding around, you know, with SEC champion hats on and riding around the stadium and that. And it's just, you know, I, I can't visualize that in my mind anymore of actually happening in the moment, but I see pictures and I can think about it. But, you know, that game, you know, it was so close, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why Kentucky always has to give us fits, 
But, you know, that game was so close. And talk about pressure at that point, so close to winning it and keeping Kentucky in the game till the very end. You know, it's, I was really emotionally drained and physically drained at the end of it. So I think it was a big sigh of relief and, you know, but maybe didn't get to enjoy it as much as I wanted to in the moment. It was more something that settled in and, and got to savor later. Yeah, because you guys had to actually put together sort of a drive there at the end to kind of put it away, right? Yeah, it was. It was, I guess, whatever they scored. I think what made it like 28-26, something like that. And then we did. We had to take it down the field to, to give us a little breathing room. So, yeah, it was it was tense. The other you know, it's crazy. You know, again, Kentucky, why is Kentucky so close? I mean, we beat Alabama that year, 35 to <laughs> in the season. And then there's, there's the old Wildcats hanging in there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I find so remarkable about, about the 91 team is, okay, they lost two games, but one was to Syracuse. No Gator fan has ever met a Syracuse fan in their life, so who cares? Uh, you know, now, right. in hindsight, you know, you lose to Notre Dame, but again, no, you know, we don't, there's no rivalry with Syracuse or Notre Dame. You guys were able to beat right. in the same season Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida State, uh, among, uh, I mean, others. But, I mean, to beat those five teams, do you have a, a favorite moment, a favorite game of, of those five? I mean, I have I have to say FSU just because of the fact that that was the only time I I got a, a victory over them in in my five years in Gainesville. So, yeah, that that was a huge sigh of relief to finally beat them, and and for that to be such a, a close game as well, and coming down to that last play in the end zone, the defense saving it for us was was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, there's so many guys on that FSU team that, that I knew, you know, from going back into high school, you know, you know, a couple of guys, for example, the Ostaszewski brothers that played defensive line, you know, I've known them since our senior years in high school. And here we are, fifth-year seniors going against each other in our last collegiate game. So it was, it was a really cool moment there. Yeah, remarkable stuff. Where were you on that final play where the ball was up in the air for what felt like three hours before it finally hit the turf? Uh, I was standing on the closest I could get to the field on the sideline, (laughs) just uh, holding on, I don't know, holding on to my helmet and uh, probably a towel for dear life. (laughs) <laughs> and and the yeah, and the and the swamp was just electric after that uh that ball hit the turf oh it was yeah it was that was, that's another phenomenal moment in uh in my career it is one of those things you never forget yeah absolutely well cal thank you so much for your time it's really been a pleasure speaking with you and thank you so much for giving us uh so many great memories as gator fans we uh certainly appreciate it glad to know you're, you're doing great and uh thank you so much for your time today Yeah, it's my pleasure, Hayes. Thank you. Go Gators. Go Gators. Appreciate Cal's time. Once again, appreciate the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell for sponsoring Celebrating 91. Holt and Julie Harrell, great people, huge Gator fans, and uh, I I know they're super excited to bring you guys this podcast. Um, Hopefully you won't need them, but if if you are hurt, if you ever get injured, you can reach Harrell & Harrell at 251-1111. They are big enough where they can fight the big insurance companies. Uh, They're going to try and outlast those insurance companies. Harrell & Harrell won't let that happen. Uh, But 
yet they're from Jacksonville. They're going to treat you like family. Uh, so give them a call at 251-1111 if you ever need the the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell. All right, well, we didn't get to the defense, and the defense did have another outstanding game against Northern Illinois. Uh, really, they were stuck on three points for a while. Northern Illinois scored their own lone touchdown with five minutes and 10 seconds left, um, only threw for 88 yards. Uh, that was the lowest uh, total that year for the Florida defense. And uh, uh, outstanding games again for Brad Culpepper, Tim Polk, and uh, Fee Bartley. They all recovered fumbles uh, to help the effort. Uh, so it was uh, it was an all-around uh, good win. Florida probably could have won this game by more than 31, but uh, it, it's, uh, it, it still was, was anything but uh, a close game as Florida kind of gets a breather on this uh, brutal schedule. Again, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but uh, this was the second hardest schedule in the country that year. Uh, and so, uh, again, you think about it. They played Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, Syracuse, who was ranked, uh, Florida State, uh, just uh, an unbelievable schedule. Mississippi State, who was ranked when Florida beat them. Uh, so Florida gets a, a well-deserved uh, cupcake on homecoming, and they uh, they take full advantage. So hopefully you enjoyed this edition of Celebrating 91. We will be back next week to take you through more of what a magnificent season we are celebrating, the 91 SEC Championship, the first official SEC title in school history. This is Hayes Carline along with Graham Marsh. Appreciate his uh, his helping me out with this, producing it, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Till next week, Hayes Carline signing off, celebrating 91.